Travis Scott, Upper Echelon. Today's featured walk-up song was Marty Bikinas, one of my favorites, personally. But welcome back to another fantastic episode of Warning Track. I'm your host, Zachary Forrest Barnes, alongside Michael Epps. How you doing, Zach? Doing pretty good. Me and Mike are both just returning from the Spartan baseball game against Western Michigan. They held today. Uh, we'll get to that later. I started my play-by-play career, did a little play-by-play for Impact, so that was really exciting. Michael got to cover the game. Uh, exciting game. Can't wait to tell you about it. But, as always, we'll get right into the show. A lot of games happened. So, where we left off last time, there was there was a little game to be had in Comerica Park in Detroit between Central Michigan and the Michigan State Spartans. Now, the Spartans came up victorious in that one. 7-3, to three, but it's not how you think it would look because um, it took 14 innings. Mike, you were there. You had an awesome experience. First, tell me how it was like covering the game at Comerica. Oh, it was awesome. It was a great environment. The view from the press box was just beautiful. You know, you see it on TV, but to be up there in the press box, it was really great. You know, Comerica Park has a beautiful ballpark. I, um, I, I can't imagine. You said you met, like, Dakota Mekas's dad and Joe Bachme's girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Event. Just a star-studded uh, crowd out there. Seriously, uh, man. It was uh, it was just a crazy game. Um, you know, it was the offenses were hot early on. Uh, the score was three to two after three innings, and that doesn't really sound like a lot, but that that is a massive amount compared to the rest of the game. The remaining ten innings, only one run was scored <laughs> until the Spartans broke out in the. Top of the 14th. You know, this took, this was the longest game since uh, 2012, sorry, where they played a 15 inning game. Um, And this one, they finally broke out in the top of the 14th. Um, You know, they only really needed one run because for the last five innings, it was just three up, three down. You know, the, no offenses could do anything. The bats just died. And all of a sudden in the 14th, they just exploded. Brandon Hughes had the bases loaded with one out and hit a two-run single down the left field line, uh, scoring Corey Young and Jordan Zimmerman. And that was really it. They scored a couple more runs. But um, it was it was a really interesting game because the the pitching just, just dominated and the bats just died out like I'd never seen before. Well, I, you know, I want to point out, I'm, I'm seeing on this box score, I'm seeing 11 hits. So I guess you know I, I wasn't I I didn't have the chance to go. What, what why weren't they scoring? It was just pitching so down. I'm seeing hits in the hit column, just not stringing them together at the right time. What was going on? Exactly, and it was really the first three innings that held most of the hits. Okay. Um, you know, Andrew Gonzalez started the game and he he pitched a pretty good game. Um, you know, four runs or four innings pitched and uh, four hits. Uh, but you know. Mockby came in there and was just dominant. First, it was Mekis who came in for two and two-thirds. Um, he came in, and his first pitch, he got out of a jam with a double play, and it was a really exciting moment. And um, that just really started. You know, the Chippewas were threatening to score, and, you know, they just – Mekis shut it down, and then he pitched for another two innings. And then Mockby pitched a career-high four innings, and he was just dominant out there. Uh, Riley McCauley also pitched three innings and got his first career win. Nice. Um, but, you know, it was it was pretty similar to the first game of the season between these two opponents. Uh, 
Michigan State beat Central four to one in the so you home opener. Can't blame opener. the rain like we tried to. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just a hard fought, two two hard fighting teams. Can't blame the rain. Maybe blame the fatigue because in the fourteenth inning, you know, the game took over four and a half hours. Oof. So we were standing, sitting up there in the press box, and it was just, it was just dreadful at the end. But you know, it was a great experience. I loved being there at Comerica Park, and hopefully one day I can be there to uh, cover the the real team. I hope so too. Now I gotta ask though. Why? Why did Gonzalez get the boot after four and a third? Was it pitch count? Because I'm only seeing four hits, one earned here, a walk, a couple of strikeouts. Um, you know, in a 14 inning game, of course they can't foresee that. But what was the need to get him out of there so quick? Well, Gonzalez, he he pitched a a decent game, but as I said, the the bats were really rolling in the beginning of the game, and he was he was getting you know hit on only four hits, but he gave up. Um, he gave up a couple early runs, and only one of them was earned. But, you know, he gave up the two runs in the first and third innings. And, uh, you know, he, he threw a lot of pitches, and he, he had to get out there. But the great thing about this team is that even if the starter has to leave the game early, you're not worried because this team has a fantastic bullpen. Yeah. Um, you know, Bukowski came in right after Gonzalez and got out of the inning. And then, um, you know, Mekis and Mockby just – just dominated, and we've talked so much about those guys. And then Riley McCauley came in for uh, three innings pitched, you know, and only gave a one hit. That, that's that's a great addition, too, because he pitched today against Western and uh, went two innings really strong, got a couple strikeouts in there. Um, so definitely a great addition. I, it, this bullpen, I swear, man, just gets deeper and deeper. So, I mean, I, I guess you're right. You can go 14 innings with this team. You just – no one wants to do that. Now, what stands out to me, though, is Central Michigan – you know, this team isn't known for pitching. This is a 6.05 team ERA. Um, you know, when you're looking at just the guys in the bullpen, no one's ERAs, maybe no one stands out too much. Maybe Bradley Colton on that team who uh, I believe got a chance. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did get a chance to pitch. But really, all these other guys in the central bullpen. Um, so once again, Michigan State struggling to score runs. You know, to get things going, leaving guys on base, stringing together hits. That's weird to me. I mean, I guess I don't expect you to have an answer for this, but, you know, where where was the fire that night? You know, Jake Boss, we, we went to the Michigan game before and says, you know, that momentum should continue. You got to play your rival, then you get to play in an ML park. You know, the, the fire should be there, So, it, but it wasn't. Right, and it's tough because the Chippewas also had two really big chances to win this game. It was in the bottom of the ninth and the bottom of the 11th. Each time they had the bases loaded, and luckily for the Spartans, the bullpen came up, you know, to get that uh, stop to keep the game going. But the Chippewas very easily could have won this game. Yeah. Um, so you know, it is tough to see that the offense is, if the offense for the Spartans isn't um, continuing. You know, just the inconsistency that we've seen so much from this team. You know, you have a huge game and then and then a, a crappy game. And if you're if your team's trying to make a run, you know, to a Big Ten championship and a NCAA tournament appearance, you know, that you don't see that out of the top teams. You know, you don't see that out of the teams in the South. There's not this huge gap of inconsistency. Especially with a team with that many losses in uh, Central Michigan. Uh, Michigan State got a chance to play another team with a lot of losses in Purdue. They were in West Lafayette over the weekend. Uh, things were going splendidly to start the week as Mr. Cam View um, – absolutely shut the door again two shutouts in a row this time he went the distance nine innings complete game 
unbelievable. Unbelievable, that kid. I, he's getting better throughout the year. Yeah, it, it's just outstanding to see what he's been able to do lately. You know, that's three straight games that has gone seven innings, and he's only given up two runs in those three starts. Yeah, two shutouts in a row. It's crazy. Two straight shutouts, and now his record's up to 6-1. and one. His ERA is 1.18. Like, are you kidding me? In nine appearances? His ERA is that his ERA has never been over two for the oh, entire season. That's unbelievable. You know, he started out at 180, and it's just gone down after that. <laughs> he, he's just unbelievable. And we saw at the beginning of the season in our preview, we talked about him. He was going to be the ace. He got drafted by the Tigers, and he's been nothing short of phenomenal. And when he inevitably gets drafted again, we're going to be able to see we saw him play. You know, yeah. you got to savor these starts. Of course, he was on the road these past two times. But uh, when he comes back to town, really soak that in. And see him play. And you, you, you better believe that in this next draft, he's going to be a lot higher than eighteen. Yeah, or, you know, a top lot 10. higher than I'm eighteen. I'm thinking top ten. Lefty pitchers are uh, are few and far between, and really good ones. And that's what teams are looking for. He has the potential to be some a very special pitcher. You know, we could slobber over Cam all day. Um, <laughs> I will point out to this first one. Yeah, you're playing a four and twenty six team. You're playing a team that uh, doesn't pitch too well. But almost every single batter. I guess except for three guys, had multiple hits in that game. So a lot of hit fiestas on this one. And this was against, um, well, no, it was not against Purdue's ace, but still, bats were there. Bats were fired up for Big Ten matchups. Really not much else to say about this game. You know, Big Purdue goes on to lose again, and Michigan State's bats were there, and Cam View, well, he was being Cam View. So we'll move into Saturday on that note. Now Michigan State won yet again. A little closer this time, though. Michigan State, 5 to Purdue's 3. Now the bets, well, they were still there. So there's 13 hits in the ballgame. Really kind of spread equally. Nothing at the top, really nothing at the bottom. So that's always good to see. Um, So bets were there. Now it stands out, all the left on base. You know, 13 hits, only 5 runs. You know, it just speaks once again. All these guys get it on base and really nothing to show for it. Yeah, you know, it's tough because Zimmerman, you know, had back-to-back three-for-five games, you yeah. know, Friday and Saturday. He went three-for-five, but you're right. They're, they're just they're not really getting getting the job done when they get on base, and we've talked a lot about the threat that these players have on the base pass. You know, Zimmerman and uh, two other Spartans have at least eight stolen bases, I believe. Uh, almost- you know, Zimmerman has ten, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, they're not getting the job done despite, you know, the high total in the hit column. Yeah, well, you know, you're speaking on base running, too. It's like, it's almost like there's a lack of identity. It's like, well, should we play aggressive base running, or can I lean on my guy to hit me in because we've been hitting so well, and then all of a sudden that guy's not hitting you in, and you go, oh, maybe I should have been more aggressive and tried to nab that bag in the dirt or, uh, you know, steal a base or fielder's choice, whatever it is. It's it might be from this lack of identity, and it's like you know this day to day we're seeing a different Spartans. You know, they got shut out on Tuesday. That's not a team that scores eleven runs. It's like I'm not saying inconsistency because they're winning on a consistent level. It's just like this identity crisis. And you've talked about this is not what winning teams do. They kind of know who they are. Right, and you know we we talked earlier in the season when they were down south and that's where they racked up most of these stolen bases and that's when they were really causing trouble on the base pass and we talked about it earlier like this could be the identity of the team they could really you know shine on the base pass and cause a lot of trouble but we haven't seen that so much you know the rest of the season they're 
since they've came home, there have been a lot more strikeouts. You know, a few guys in this game uh, on Saturday struck out multiple times. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's tough to gauge. But, you know, you got to give credit to um, Ethan Landon, who pitched a great game. Uh, you know, he now continues his streak of getting only get, allowing at least, you know, or I'm sorry, only allowing two earned runs or less. You yeah. know, he's done that in every start this season except his first one. So, you know, he did it again, five and a third against Purdue. Um, only one hit, believe it or not, in, in two earned runs. Uh, I and, feel like Landon is the one that never gets the run support. But, you know, Mecca's got to come in and shut the door again. So it's like that's what we're used to seeing as well. Yeah, Mecca's let up a run. You know, whatever. The, the kid's a freak. You know, five strikeouts at again. Gosh. And you talked about it, the inconsistency. You know, it might not be inconsistent because the team is winning, but you got to give a lot of credit to these wins, you know, to the bullpen, to the pitching. You oh, know, it's been something they've heavily leaned on. You know, we know. We knew they'd be heavily reliant on pitching, but we were thinking starting pitching. This is bullpen. You know, if you want to continue on with that, just – but, no, it, it, it's – yeah, it's being able to go to Metcus, and, you know, you threw Lowry in there as well, and it's um, it's a lot of different guys, and – you know, you mentioned death. Riley McCauley you brought up in that Central game. A lot of different guys are pitching um, and able to do their thing. Right. You know, Mekis and uh, Mockby, who have both had, you know, great seasons. Each of them have 18 appearances and uh, have really shined this year. And, um, you know, Jake Lowry, who has been coming on lately. I know he had a bad game today, yeah, and we'll talk about today. that later. Um, but you're right. This bullpen is really developing into – um, a special group that you don't see too much at this level. You know, this is a, the, yeah. in terms of production, this is what you see at the professional level. There, there, you know, you don't see this too much in college. It's good to know you have that, especially when you know maybe offense isn't cashing in as much as you'd like them to. You got that bullpen who shut the door on you. Um, going to be really, really crucial going forward. Now we move into Sunday. Michigan State gave Purdue their first Big Ten win. Yes, they lost to a team with four wins. Um, but I even spoke on this the show before. It's going to happen. You know, Purdue, this is a Big Ten game. Purdue likes to give us a run for them, give Michigan State a run for their money, no matter what sport it is. Um, so I'm not, I'm not completely shocked. It's, it's tough to get, get that sweep. And I believe you're going to give us a quote on completing sweeps in a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Jake Bosch today talked to, uh... Talked about how hard it is to really get a sweep so, yeah. in the series, and it's so, the second straight weekend they haven't been able to get that sweep. So, yeah, we'll play that for you in a second as we talk about this game. Um, you know, eight guys on – no, eight hits, I'm sorry. Eight eight hits, no walks, um, just not a lot of base runners. Yeah, eight, 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 eight hits is good, but they're very scattered. Zim's not hitting, Durkin's not hitting. Uh-oh, that, that's, that's your 2-3 right there. You know, those are your big guys, man. Grace, who's been on fire, no hit. Oh, I'm, excuse me. Um, you know, Simonton had a good game, and Byers had a good game down at the bottom of the order. Um, you know, and they were able to hit each other in. But really, other than that, it's, it was very scattered, really got nothing going. Um, so props to the Purdue pitching staff. You know, they had Bryant go five innings, and then their bullpen, Andrews, talk, we're talking about bullpens. Tanner Andrews of Purdue, you know, he... Oh, totally lost my train of thought. You know, four seven nine on the season. He comes in for starts and and uh, in bullpen appearances, so you kind of get mixed use out of him. But he really shut the door 
on a good Spartan offense, or at least a hot Spartan offense, coming off a pretty solid weekend. And, uh, you know, one hit for the remaining four innings, and I think that just shows your problem right there for Michigan State. Where's the late-inning production? And this team strives on getting that early lead. They're undefeated when, up by, when they're up at the sixth inning. It's just getting to that lead. Um, when they're not, you're seeing like a 2-6 and six record. You know, that's, that's a whole different team. So, clear, you know, this Purdue game, that's yeah, a bad team, but it exemplifies how when this team falls behind, they kind of get in a rut and are unable to dig themselves out of it. Right. You mentioned it. It looks like a completely different team, and it looked like a completely different Joe Mockby who only pitched two-thirds of an inning and gave up two runs, you know, which, which doesn't help, uh, you know, in the bottom of the seventh inning. It doesn't help your chances of getting back into the game, you know, when your deficit is even uh, farther. Um, and, yeah, it's tough. You know, Borkovich, he, he pitched a pretty solid game, got the loss, uh, you know, only three earned runs, and then uh, Mockby allowed the other two. But you're right. It's it's tough to see that it could be a different team. It looks like a completely different team with a zero, with a, uh, a zero next to Zimmerman. You know, he had a 22-game yeah. hitting streak going into Wednesday's uh, game at Comerica, and, you know, that 21. ended. 21, yeah. sorry. Um and, and then, you know, yeah. got got another zero on this one. You're right. It, it's a different team without that. Um, and you meant you mentioned Walt, not a just dominant performance, but a good uh, transition because he's been struggling of late, not terribly, but it's he's slowly getting back to that Borkovich form we know he can be. So that's you know we'll point that out. No, Mike, you had a good quote for us if you want to kind of lead into that and play that for us. Yeah. Well. Um... I talked to head coach Jake Boss Jr. after this game today, uh, and I talked to him about how hard it is to finish a series off and get the sweep. You know, it's back-to-back weekends that they won the first two but haven't been able to get the third. And, you know, he talked about how hard it really is. Take a listen to the head coach. Again, the goal is to win the series. It's hard to sweep. It's hard to sweep anybody uh, anywhere in the country. And, uh, you know, those are pretty rare. And so I don't care who you're playing. It's not easy to sweep. And so, um, you know, the, like I said, the goal is to win the series. And uh, hopefully we can get, our, get ourselves an opportunity to do that. Yeah, again, that was head coach Jake Boss Jr. after the game Wednesday. And I think this team would take all that next level, you know, up to an elite team if they were able to pull off these sweeps. But, you know, at the end of the weekend series, you know, there might be a little fatigue. The guys aren't hitting. They're not able to pull that together. And once you get in the tournament, then there's a series against the team, just like a weekend series. Um, and if you're not able to close it out, if you're not able to shut the door, then this team won't be able to make it too far. Well, that's good that Jake Boss is being critical of his players because really, I mean, just talking to Impact's Mike, Matt Micah, who played college baseball, it's, you know, you want to win series on the road and sweep at home. So, you know, usually most teams could even be satisfied with a two-and-run record, but it's good he's pushing them. Um, but we'll move in to kind of just, you know, quick, before we talk about uh, the Notre Dame game. Actually, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Notre Dame game. A 1-0 shutout. So Keegan Barr of Michigan State was able to pitch uh, phenomenally for the Spartans. But really, one swing of the bat dictated that game. It was a home run by the catcher on Notre Dame, and that was all the offense. Now, Michigan State had a few chances there towards the end, but was just not able to cash in against a tough Notre Dame pitching staff. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, w- I was happy with Keegan Barr today. Um, I'm sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he pitched a great game. He had a no-hitter into the sixth inning. Uh, and you're right, that, that one swing in the back can really kill you. And, you know, he only gave up three hits, one earned run, uh, and four strikeouts. But, like you said, that home run, uh, it can it can really change the complete landscape of the game when the bats aren't hitting. And we saw it again. There were there were some hits. Um, they had a decent hit total. You know, Bikino went two for four. A couple other guys had some hits, but they weren't able to get it done. And, you know, you they're leaving a lot of guys on base right now. Yeah. Um, that's been the theme throughout this entire episode. I mean, seven, and it's like, but once again, they all came at the top. It's Bikino for two, and Zim, Derkin, and Hughes all in the two, three, four spots hitting one. Um, really nothing from the bottom half of the lineup. And to me, that bottom half of the lineup is what dictates this team. So the bullpen does, of course, as we've already touched. But also, hey, is Simonton doing it? Is Hov- Is Hovis? Is Byers? Are those guys hitting? Because when those guys hit, this lineup goes from good to phenomenal. You know, and that's what they did in Western today. Although only six runs, everyone was hitting. Everyone was getting on base. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, and that's been the big difference with this team compared to other ones and other guys' teams in the Big Ten and just any team because, you know, a lot of teams have a strong heart of the lineup, you know, the 2-3-4, and the Spartans definitely have that, but they have great assets there at the bottom of the lineup. Like you said, Symington, Hovis, uh, Matt Byers switching in with Chad Ross Kelly and catcher. Um, you know, this team, like you said, goes from good to great. They're a phenomenal lineup when everyone is contributing, and that's when they rack up the scoreboard to get the double-digit run totals that we've seen sometimes this year. And uh, it's what the Spartans need to continue doing if they want to make a deep run because w- w- we can start talking about that a little bit. It's it's halfway into the season now, and, you know, there's a little chatter about the postseason. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know it's coming up. And if the Spartans, you know, they have the potential to do something very special. They're 25 and eight right now, or 26 and eight, sorry, um, and seven and two in the Big Ten. You know, that's pretty good. That's the top of the Big Ten. They're in the rankings now. Um, this week they were ranked 23. Um, so we'll see how the Spartans can, you know, move on throughout the rest well, of the season. Well, a little bracketology came out and had the Spartans as a three seed. Uh, for those not familiar with. College baseball, it's, pretty, it's just one through four, and there's a whole bunch of different regions. So not, not super exciting, but still, to get that name, you know, showing up in some bracketology for some postseason play, I think that's great. Um, you know, it would have been nice to beat this Notre Dame team for the Spartans. More national spotlight, Notre Dame, big name program. But, you know, the energy during these midweek games can be very, very low, and, you know, that was kind of seen today against Western, another team that doesn't even have double-digit wins yet and uh, really kind of struggled to get things going. Pitching was was like low-key getting beat up by this Western lineup. Guys that had, you know, batting average sub-200 were getting hits and cracking balls. Um, so it's – I think it's maintaining that energy. You know, it's, it's things like that. You know, you want to go to the next level and talk postseason. There's a lot that this team still needs to do. Right, they're definitely not a conventional team. You know, they're not the the standards. They're not up to the standards that you see with all the champions from down south. You know, South Carolina, all yeah. of the powerhouses. You know, they're not up there yet. Um, like you said, they have a lot of work to do, and we're not sure if they'll be able to get all that work done to make a serious run here in the 
postseason. But, but nonetheless, uh, also give credit to Notre Dame's pitcher Michael Herney for throwing a complete game, uh, complete game shutout. Um, you know that was fantastic. You know, nonetheless, though, just it's it, it's good to be excited for this team. It's it's a really good team, and for Michigan State, a team that's projected six in the Big Ten, no postseason hopes whatsoever, lost a lot of its stars. For it to be in this position, for it have it, uh, giving it a chance to compete on the national stage, I think if this team plays Michigan State baseball, which is kind of small ball, um, grind out runs and let the bullpen shut up the game, I think they have a good chance to make some noise. But we'll move in to the Western game. We were both there, as we mentioned. <coughs> walk-off fashion again. We've been blessed with yet another walk-off. This time it was Matt Byers with a bases loaded, singled home. Brandon Hughes um, in a 6-5 ball game. And Western was there the whole time, kind of scattering runs. One one in the first, two in the fourth, and two in the ninth. Um, Michigan State as well has kind of scattered their runs. A lot of guys were hitting today, if not getting on base at least. There were nine walks, which to me, that was one of my biggest standouts. This is a team that is finally being patient almost. It's... You know, it's it's like that. They're they're taking their pitches. They're getting long counts. You know, things like that. It's that's good. And it's showing if you're getting guys on base, you don't need it all hit. Just get on base somehow. There's a few hit by pitches, you know, guys being aggressive in that sense. Right. And it was good to see, you know, the Spartans main inning was in the bottom of the second where they scored three runs and it it was great. You know, they got two outs, so the inning looked to be over, but great two out hitting. Uh, Roskelly got hit by a pitch, and then uh, Hovis singled up the middle. So you had runners on first and third. Um, Corey Young walked, so they're, the base is loaded. And then Zimmerman with a really, really impressive at-bat there. 11 pitches it took, wow. uh, and he finally drew the walk, which drove in the first run. Uh, so the bases were still loaded, and then Hughes smacked one in the right field for a two-run RBI. Uh, so that really... It gave the Spartans the lead after Western scored a run uh, in, you know, their first inning. So th- that was a great inning. You know, all with two outs, you know, that's that's great to see. Yeah, it's, it is disappointing, though, that this team wasn't able to take advantage of Western's quote-unquote bullpen day. A bullpen day, for those that you don't know, or when you don't have a fifth starter, uh, you throw a bunch of guys out of your pen. It's like about one inning each. Just to read off the box scores, one inning, three inning, one inning, two-thirds inning, one and one-third inning, one inning. That was uh, that was Western's day. And I you would like to see Michigan State jump on the guys just coming in, fresh out of the pen. Um, hard to get in your groove when you're not when you're not consistently in. Um, and Michigan State really didn't take advantage of that. The, I mean, I guess the one advantage you could pull out is that uh is all the walks they got, which was good. You just think there'd be more runs, especially with a team with this high of an ERA. Right, yeah. Like you said, Western isn't a great team. You know, they're 9-24 and 24 overall. Uh, and Yeah, they have like a team ERA of like 7. Right. You know, Jake Bartles was the starter for Western, but he only pitched the first inning. We he, were yeah, looking, he's we were, barely a start. He's a bullpen guy. Right, and we were looking around in the press box like, okay, what's going on? And then, you know, Jake's, Jake Zott, I believe, how to pronounce yeah, his name? Zot. Sorry about yep, that. Zot. Yeah, I was doing play. I was doing play. They told me. Zot. Right, yeah. right. Congratulations on that. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, you know, he he pitched three innings, and he was really. The, I mean, he pitched the most out of any of the guys, and there were seven pitchers total. So, yeah, you're right. That's that's an opportunity for an offensive lineup, especially with a lot of explosiveness like this team has. You know, that's an opportunity to really, uh, 
you know, explode and, and have a strong offensive game. And they, they really just, they didn't do that. Um, they had, you know, an opportunity um, to win the game. Well, it was tied three to three in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, and they, they took, they took the lead there with um, a simple, you know, Justin Hovis RBI single that scored Chad Roskelly. Uh, and then they got another insurance run in the seventh to make it five to three. Um, and then Western, you know, it, it should have been over. You know, that you're up five to three. With this bullpen, you know, the game should be over. But in the top of the ninth, uh, Western absolutely came alive. Do you want to uh, go through the ninth inning there? I mean, it's you know, I I don't I hate doing just like play by play like that. It's you know, if you can look it up yourself, it's it's just the fact. Uh, Jake Lowry got roughed up. He looked really good for a second. Um, I believe, yeah, he got a few strikeouts. Yeah, he striked. He came out of the he, pen right away and just k k k k k boom. You know, striking these guys out and uh, got wild. You know, up in the booth, you just see his pitches were not there. Uh, let up a walk. He was all over the place and. Uh, Western's bottom of the lineup, the eight, you know, the seven, eight, nine guys are what got it started, and uh, they were able to tie the game. Yeah, they he gave up a home run on the first pitch, uh, and then he he looked like he was settled down and the game was going to be over, and then you know he he lost his composure down there, and um, you know the Spartans came back in their half of the ninth and uh, obviously got the job done to, to get the win. I mean that was crazy. That first pitch home run that was roped. But it was it was literally the first pitch he threw, and then he adjusted. Like I said, two strikeouts right away, and um, really from there, just kind of you know didn't get his spots. But you know, it goes back to that point I've made in shows past, where it's the team has got each other's back. They went out and said, you know what, Jake, you had a rough outing. That's going to happen. You know, they, this offense is going to come out and back you up. And they got the bases loaded almost immediately. Matt Byers singles one into into right field uh, for the win. And so that's that's what this team needs to do. It's teamwork, baseball. We're all in this together. I've got your back. You know, you have an off day, I pick you up. So, and with that, we'll move into rapid-fire questions. Um, so, Chad Ross Kelly did start today, and he started Notre Dame as well. Um, so, I'll ask you, Mike, what do you make of Chad Ross Kelly and his return? Well, it was it was good to see him back. Um, he didn't get a, a hit today, but he got two walks. Uh, and he did a great job once he got on base. You know, he, he came home to score both times. And... Um, you know, it's it's great to see him back in the lineup because he's a great bat. He's played a few games at DH, but this is, um, you know, his first time back behind the dish. You know, he's catching now, and not only for the offensive lineup, but also for the pitchers. Uh, I talked to uh, Gonzalez after the game, and he was really happy to see him back. He told me that um, him and Chad have been um, pitching together for four years now. You know, since high school, uh, and he's really comfortable with Chad. So it's it's good to have him back, and it's good to have two different catchers there in the lineup. You yeah, know, we to forgot sub to mention, out. Gonzalez had a great start against Western Michigan, so hats off to him if you want to move into that next question, though. Yeah, um, so who do you want to touch on who has, who is not getting a lot of love this season? Yeah, I feel like maybe sometimes we play favorites here. We we, we like certain guys on this show, maybe. I, I try to give love evenly, um, but one guy that stands out to me that really we haven't talked a lot about is center fielder sophomore Brandon Hughes. That's in that cleanup spot, yet we don't talk about him so much. And if you look at his numbers of the month of April, he's just as hot as Zimmerman. Eight for 44, six multi-hit games, four extra base hits, three walks, and six ribbies. That's, you know, like I said, almost equal numbers to Zimmerman. So he's just as hot. He's cashing in. And really, he has some leadership responsibility as well, being one of the few returners to the starting lineup. 
you know, very few guys were on this team last year, and they're all new to the program and new to the lineup. And Brandon Hughes is right there doing his thing, leading by example, um, and having a great April, you know, among a great season. So I just wanted to give him a little shout-out. Um, so, yeah, but I'll ask you the next question. How do you feel about Gonzalez, who I just said had a great start against Western, really taking on that role as the midweek starter? He's really happy to be a starter. He started the season as a reliever um, because down south they were just playing weekend series, so only, they only needed three starting pitchers. But um, now that midseason form is, is coming on, there are a lot of games and the team needs more starters. And Gonzalez has come up as that go-to midweek starter, and he's really happy with it. He told me that he's really been a starter all of his life. And he was a little uncomfortable pitching in the relief. He didn't do a bad job. He was a good reliever, but he's happy to be a starter now. You know, he told me he likes knowing when he's going to throw. You know, he has a specific day. Uh, and he said it, it really helps him get his mind straight and it helps him get ready for the game. And he's really come on as that go-to arm and he's brought stability to the rotation because he's just consistent. He's just as consistent as Landon and some of the other guys we've talked about. Um, so I want to ask you, where's Marty Bikina? Ha! <laughs> Where is Marty? He started off so hot, um, you know, freshman of the week honors, you know, my preseason pick to break out, and, you know, he's earned that starting role, and he's doing well and everything, but the bat has kind of died. 10 for 47 in the month of April, not where he wants to be, and he leads this team in strikeouts, and he was batting in that leadoff spot. By no means should your leadoff hitter ever lead the team in strikeouts, and I get it. You're a freshman. You're bound to chase balls more out of the zone not used to maybe the college-level pitching yet, especially some of those older guys pitching. But he has really, really struggled to kind of keep things going after such a, a red-hot start down there in the south. And like so many other guys on this team, has kind of died at once coming back up north. Um, he batted in the cleanup spot today against Western, which I thought was interesting. Maybe Jake Boss is trying to get a new feel, you know, let Marty, maybe if he bats somewhere else in the lineup, can kind of get it going. Uh, still was unable to get in that hit column. And, you know, like I said, and even avoid strikeouts as well. And, um, and that's been a problem for him. So it's getting him hot again is key for this team, freshman or not. You know, Marty Bikina played an important role at the beginning of the season. So seeing him, uh, seeing him back in this lineup at the way he can play is going to be good. So we'll do a quick preview before we end the show. We went a little long, but I feel like we're always saying that now. Um, Indiana, coming to town, good program. Uh, in terms of Big Ten standings, uh, Indiana's right there. You know they're six and three in that in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan State's seven and two, and those Big Ten games matter a lot more. So they're right on their tails. Now Indiana is a team that's gonna pitch and pitch and pitch a little more. They uh, they post a team ERA of two point seven. Uh, that's pretty stall. They have two great starters, Caleb. Uh, I want to say Barar Baragar. Sorry, and Kyle Hart. Uh, both sub three RAs, bunch of wins on the season, uh, lots of strikeouts between the two, keep walks to a minimum, and just haven't really you know let up a lot of runs. Period. So they're going to see two really good Friday Saturday guys go. Um, now Evan Bell not as effective their Sunday starter, but nonetheless, it's two really good guys. Uh, two wins by Indiana puts them ahead of the Spartans in the Big Ten standings. So these are going to be some crucial games uh, going forward. Now weirdly enough, their batting average mirrors their ERA of. Also, 270. So not completely dominant. They got only two guys batting over 300. That'd be Logan Sowers and Ryan Feynman. Um, but, you know, 
it's equal RBI production kind of along the board with the big Brian Willett um, with 31 RBIs. That's a ton. So they got a lot of guys that can score runs for them, um, whether they're getting base or not. So it's a very, very balanced team. Uh, that just even shows in the standings. I believe overall they sit at um, they're 20 and 14. By no means bad, by no means good. And this team's always one of those Big Ten teams. They're up there with the Illinois and the Maryland's um, at the top of the Big Ten, uh, competing you know, for that Big Ten championship and also to make it to the College World Series. And you could easily see Indiana there again. Um, for Michigan State team, will they hit or not? I don't know. You're playing a good pitching staff. Once again, this is a good test for this team, a test that is needed at this moment. Right. It's going to be a great test. As mentioned earlier, they're 7-2 and two right now in Big Ten play. This is going to be their fourth Big Ten series of the season. Uh, they have more coming up, but this is, like you said, a big test. And also, come by on Sunday. You should come to all three games because the Spartans are incredible to watch, but definitely come on Sunday. There's a special promotion. Uh, you get free admission if you prove that you're a MSU Federal Credit Union uh, member. You also just get in for free if you wear a baseball jersey. You know, it's Jersey Day. Are we allowed um, to do these promotions? I feel like you're going to get us in trouble, Mike. No, it, this is this is well known right on the, the website. So come on in I'm just talking to about watch impact, the Spartans. But okay, I, I feel you. All right. Yeah, always a good day to catch a baseball game. Weather's getting good. So uh, good shout out there. But, yeah, another great show, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. And uh, as for Zach Barnes and Michael Epps, this is Morning Track signing out. <laughs> <laughs>